and welcome to our podcast. This is Manage Your Money God's Way, presented by Compass Catholic Ministries. Our ministry is dedicated to helping you discover smarter ways to manage your money. Whether you're in debt or free of debt, doesn't matter. We have the resources to help you reach your financial goals and live with a sense of joy and contentment. You can learn more how we can help you. Check out our website, compasscatholic.org. My name is Steve Holbrook, and I'm joined, as always, by the co-founders of Compass Catholic Ministries, John and Evelyn Bean. Today, the topic is retirement. You have to admit that you spend a majority of your life working and hopefully saving enough money that you're going to be able to retire and be okay financially. And then one day, you're going to pick the date for retirement. might be your birthday, or maybe it's the end of 2020 or 2021 or 2025. It doesn't matter. But before you go into your boss and share your news, John and Evelyn are here to share their thoughts and ideas. These are things you need to be thinking about now regarding your retirement. I think, Steve, one of the things that we should start out with is if somebody is planning on retiring in 2020 and now they've just endured everything that's gone on with COVID-19, it's probably a good idea to maybe get a second opinion about what the market has done to your retirement nest egg and how you're going to handle that. Now, the market goes up, the market goes down, okay? We've seen it go down as far as 18,000 this year since the first of the year from 28 or 29,000. And now it's back up into the 25 area, 26 area, somewhere around there. You know, you just have to make sure that you're talking with your financial planner about how you're protected against those downtimes in the market. But wouldn't it be a good idea to get a second opinion most times if you're retiring and you're just not sure if you have enough money to retire on or not? I mean, it seems like you could run into any number of things, whether it's a huge issue like the COVID virus, or it could just be the fact that someone in the family got ill and you didn't intend to spend that money on the illness. So it seems like you should always get a second opinion. Well, and, and you know, if you remember back to when we retired, we actually got three opinions. We did. And that was good. All three people said that we we're okay in varying degrees. Because some financial planners will just allow you to come in so that they can do a double check. They won't make you like move all your investments to them or anything like that. They'll right. just do a sanity check right. with you. Right. So right. that would be a good idea. So I, I think, you know, in this time, if you were going to retire in, in 2020 or maybe early 2021, mm-hmm. then I, I would definitely get a second opinion before I uh, flipped that switch to make their retirement a, a formal thing. You know, we're talking about retirement and we didn't really want to talk the whole time about what happens, you know, with the market. There's other things. I'm not going to say they're more important. I almost said that, but they're not more important, but they are are critical to retirement success. You know, you've spent years living together with your spouse uh, for better or for worse. You know, that happens with every marriage. Uh, And by now, you probably understand that you and your spouse are not going to agree on everything. Right, Evelyn? I don't agree with that. (laughs) But differences of opinion are healthy. And and, uh, so you have to find a compromise that works for both of you. That's a crucial, crucial thing. And the ability to get on the same page is particularly important for retirement because that is the rest of your life. You don't want to get within view of your golden years 
and realize that that you uh, have been dreaming of globe trotting around the globe, uh, and your spouse is planning on, you know, becoming a nanny for the grandkids. So the important thing is having both people on the same page about what retirement looks like, because we all know people who have retired, but they didn't make any plans. So their days are filled with nothing, which is really not a good way to live the golden years, right? Evelyn, from your experience, a majority of your friends who have retired, have they been so bored that they either went back to work or did they have plans prior to them retiring on how they're going to spend their their time? Yeah, most of our friends had plans. A lot of people that we know have planned to travel. Yes. We've got a lot of people that are volunteering. We do have a lot of people that are working part-time, but they're doing something they like. It's not like they're going into a job because they have to make money. They're doing a job they like part-time, just to make a little extra money. So I think that most of the people we know, and hopefully it's a little bit because of our influence, have planned well for retirement. And then there's the other thing that can happen, and we know that a couple of families where this has happened, the husband's retired, he had no plans, had nothing to do, and in less than a year, he was dead. And, you know, that's not what anybody wants to have happen, Mm -hmm. so... Let me share my story from actually this morning. I was talking with, I wouldn't even call a friend, he's more of an acquaintance. And he was telling me that he's finally going to retire at the end of this year. He put his papers in. So I said, and what are you going to be doing, Paul? He said, what do you mean? I said, when you're retired, you have a plan. What are you going to do? And he thought, he said, man, maybe I just mess around with my Corvette. I said, Paul, there's seven <laughs> days in a week. <laughs> I said, How big not, is that Corvette? <laughs> I mean, it, 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 that, I'm like, you're kidding. So I said, you know what? Next week, let's get on the phone. And I said, this is what I want you to be thinking about between now and then. You know, it, it's so hard to switch from that working mode to the retirement mode, especially if it's an on-off switch. You know, if you're working 40, 50, 60 hours a week, one week, and then the next week, there's no job to go to and you're not doing anything. And he had one of those jobs, very high stress, extremely long hours, and uh, he said, I'm just ready after 41 years of doing this. He said, it's time for me to hang it up. And I It'll think- last for a couple of weeks. He'll enjoy it. That's but, what I told you know, him. I said, Paul. Yeah. And uh, then it's like, okay, what do I do to keep myself busy? Yeah, he has no hobbies. That, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, yeah. and a lot of times you're remote from your children. So even if you could spend time with your children and your grandchildren, if they're in a different city that's halfway across the world or across the country, you can't hang out with them that much. I mean, you can make trips to go visit them, but that's only going to happen every so often. So all you're left to do is sit at the kitchen table and stare at each other. Right, right, exactly. So Steve, you know that in uh, our Bible study programs, we have the compass map Mm -hmm. and it takes you from destination one all the way through financial independence. So it tells you step by step the things that you need to be working on. And I think that we can apply that understanding. We can apply that knowledge to retirement. And, And if a person is getting ready to retire, they should be creating a retirement roadmap and outlining the steps. Well, in the first year, We'll do this. And then in years two through five, this is what's going to happen. And then in in five through 10, this is the next step. And we'll do these things. And, and, and just make it progressive until they get to the point where 
they're probably not going to be wanting or able, in some cases, to mm-hmm. do anything else. So I, I think creating a, a retirement roadmap is just a, an excellent idea. The same roadmap doesn't apply to everybody. Everybody is going to have their own individual roadmap. But you bring up a good point because the roadmap may be different between husband and wife. You know, there may be different things that the wife wants to do than that the husband wants to do. So there needs to be some joint stuff and some separate stuff. I mean, it's not bad for everybody to have their own thing, but it's important to do things together with your spouse. And and that can be boiled down to one long word. I have no idea how many letters. It's called communication. <laughs> but this is done before you retire. So you don't retire today. And then tomorrow you go into your wife and say, Let's make a roadmap. You know, I I think you you can start uh, talking about retirement, thinking about retirement in your 30s and 40s. It was something that I've always considered. I I can remember in my 20s, I was thinking that I was going to retire at age 58. And um, I actually retired at, I think it was age 57. But... um, you know, it was right around there. It, it, it You got to start planning and, and figuring out what you want to do and you want to do it together. Now, does that mean it's set in concrete from the time you're 35? Right. No, no. Uh, things change. You know, the world changes. We've experienced the world changing immensely in the last six months. What's it going to do over five years, 10 years, 20 years? So, so you need to cast your plan in jello. Cast it in jello and continually talk about it. And I think it's a good idea to write things down. One, you remember what you've talked about. <laughs> well, you don't have to write it down if you're in your 30s. You can remember in your 30s. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but you know, in your 30s, you may have some ideas. And, and by the time you're 55, you, you've forgotten all about them. But they would be fun to do but it's an if ongo- you can remember them. It's an ongoing plan is your sure, point. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you take it off and dust it off every year and, or every two years and look at it and see if you're on track to retire and do what you want to do. Yeah. And, and so you've got to understand... You know, what, what is your purpose in life going to be? You've had a purpose. You've raised a family. You had a purpose. You um, have worked at a job and you had obligations and, and uh, things like that at the job. So what is your purpose going forward in, your, in retirement? You know, what is your passion? What, what things are you passionate about that you could apply that passion and create a purpose for yourself? Or, or for your spouse, or to something that you can do together. Don't you think the problem is that a lot of people retire from something instead of to something? Like we were very blessed to know we were going to retire and go into ministry work. Continue. I mean, that was, <laughs> but that, but that, was our, that was our plan the whole time. Yeah. It wasn't a big switch for us when we retired because we knew what we were going to. So we just kind of gradually slid into our new roles. But a lot of people just want to stop working. They don't want to start doing something else when they retire. So there's no plan there to keep themselves busy. You got to be thinking about it. You got to be talking about it. You need to coordinate your plans with your spouse's plans. And, you know, spouses don't always have uh, coordinated plans. We were very fortunate in that our plans were totally coordinated and we knew exactly what we were going to do, but not everybody has that luxury. So the more you talk about it, the easier it's going to be. 
couple of good points there, too, that stick out for me is writing it down. Yes, in your 30s, you're going to be able to remember quite a bit. But to be honest with you, it's great to write everything down on paper. This way, you can bring it out once or twice a year when you're having a discussion with your spouse on short and long-term goals, especially the long-term goals. You want to be able to take a look at that and, and redefine them if you need to. The other, of course, communication. Talk to each other often, especially when you find yourselves in that retirement window. Make sure that you both are on the same page. This is Manager Money God's Way. You can check out our free retirement calculators available for you on our website, compasscatholic.org. That's a great retirement planner calculator that you can check to see where you are financially. Are you on track? And if you're not on track, how much money do you need to make up in order for you to retire on that magical date that you have written down? Again, the website is compasscatholic.org. Click on resources and you will see the link to calculators. So Evelyn, back on the area of communications, I saw you nodding your head when John said communications. Because couples don't always have the same idea about anything, let alone something as long as retirement plans. So the husband and wife really need to agree because they're both going to experience the consequences of whatever they decide to do in retirement. So even if the choice that they make proves to be disastrous, there's no I told you so's in there if they're planning together and, and making the decisions together. You know, there's a great verse in Sirach, Evelyn. It's uh, Sirach chapter 32, verse 19. Do nothing without deliberation. Then once you have acted, have no regrets. And I think that's something that uh, should be part of your planning process. You've got a lot of deliberation going on and, and, uh, um, and create a plan. Just make sure that it's flexible then then things will work out you got to keep talking though you got to keep talking all the time there's an example that we heard about uh, a husband wanted to live in italy and his w wife liked american city life and so they ended up compromising and they go to italy for a month each summer which would be a nice thing to be able to do or you know you probably have heard lots of different things different people doing different things. You know, they go out in an RV and they go out for six or eight or, or 12 weeks at a time. But if you don't talk about those things, you don't um, plan them out, you might end up doing them by yourself. <laughs> or if one of you is unhappy and you're doing them together. So I think it's a good idea for you each to make a list and then compare where you're similar and where you're different. You know, you need to talk about things like, are you going to downsize the house or are you going to move to a different location? Maybe there's places you want to travel that your spouse wants to travel to, or maybe you want to take separate trips. Like I know I go visit my sister at least once a year. Maybe there's cultural or sporting events you want to attend or exercise activities you want to do or volunteer work, or maybe you want to be closer to loved ones. So there's an endless list of potential things that you can do together or separately but like you said, it's important to share those and have an understanding of who wants to do what so you can come to a decision on what's joint and what's separate. And if you, you know, you're having trouble trying to figure out the things to do, talk to some of your friends. Maybe uh, they have some ideas that uh, would be intriguing with you, for you. And the other potential is maybe you can join forces with your friends and go take a trip someplace, uh, do a, a cruise or... Uh, take a train trip across Canada or, you know, there's all kinds of things that 
with another couple of couples, you could have a great time, get to see different parts of the world, and enjoy your retirement. And I think it's a good idea to talk to couples that are retired and see what they did right, what they did wrong, and what they may have wanted to change. Because we always encourage people to seek godly counsel, and that's a great way to get input from people who've been there and done that and may have done it well or poorly. So there's another uh, key point here that, that you need to be thinking about as you prepare for retirement, and that is checking out your budget. You know, we haven't talked about the budget yet, but that could be a, a key driver for what you do do or what you don't do. Or what you can't do. Exactly, exactly. You know, on the compass map, that last destination is financial freedom. There's no credit card debt. There's no consumer debt. The house is paid off, and you saved enough money that you have no need for a paycheck. For many people, the negotiations begin with a discussion of when to retire. Before we got started today, we were talking about a friend who wants to retire, and he's worried about money and and whether you know he's going to have enough well that's a good thing to be talking about and he's seeking counsel from from people about you know is it the right decision and and um and a lot of times all those decisions are based on your financial situation you know if you really lay out the budget and you understand how much you have coming in in retirement and how much you have going out that leads to some decisions on what you can or can't do and the problem that people have is if you haven't already been living on a budget, it's very difficult to know how much you're going to need in retirement. And, and that's a key thing. So if, if you're still, you know, years away from retirement, one of the best things that you can do to help uh, ensure that you have a successful retirement, at least from a financial standpoint, is create a budget now and understand where your money goes. How much do you spend on a monthly basis? Because pretty much the things that we've seen, in spite of what all the uh, these highly paid, widely known uh, columnists and, and uh, TV people and anybody else that's talking about retirement, what they tell you is, oh, you're only going to need 75% of what you were living on when you were working. And uh, I'll tell you what, as I look at our budget and I talk to our friends and, and uh, we talk about the finances and stuff, um, pretty much you're going to live on 100% yeah. of what you were uh, spending when you were working when you're retired. Steve, don't you agree with that? No, I agree 100%. In fact, I was going to throw out this. My biggest fear, there's an individual that I, I speak with often and he's almost has, he almost has himself convinced that he can afford to retire now, even though his financial planner is saying three years away, he's telling himself that I can make cuts. And I keep telling him, you don't make cuts. You're going to find that you're going to need to live on 100% of what you're living on right now. Not 75, not 80, not 50. But he has himself convinced that he can live. And I've, I've actually been really prompting him to go get a second opinion because his financial advisor is telling him three more years. Well, the other thing is if he can make cuts when he retires, why doesn't he make them now and see if he can actually live on mm -hmm. that or not? You know, that's the best way to do it yeah, is to he, see if that works for you or not. He's enjoyed this, uh, he hasn't been furloughed, but the business that he does has really been cut back by the COVID virus. 
and he's kind of enjoyed his time at home. Mm-hmm. He's doing a lot more activities outside, like playing golf. And uh, so he's kind of convinced himself over the last three, four months that I can retire at the end of this year. Because playing golf doesn't cost any money, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's my biggest fear. There's more people like him, I'm sure, out there that uh, have tasted staying at home, not getting in the car, you know, working, with, working in your pajamas from home. And I kind of like this. Uh, people can do that, Steve, as long as they're going to stay at home and they're not going to go travel. They're not going to remodel their house. Um, they're not going to move to a new location to be near the grandkids. Exactly. exactly. Eat out. Yeah. They're not going to eat out. Yeah. You yeah. know, it is possible. But do most people do that? Not so much. Get a budget now if you don't already have one so that you can understand what it's going to cost you to live uh, during your retirement. And another thing people don't plan for is unforeseen circumstances. You know, we can do all the planning we want, but there's always stuff that goes bump in the night and changes your plans. And um, I think that was the biggest thing that we did that made me feel comfortable with retirement was we played the what if scenarios. You know, what if we don't get Social Security? What if the stock market changes? What if we don't get this pension plan? What if, what if, what if? And when we looked at our budget and did all those what if scenarios, and I saw that we could make it. Now, some of those wouldn't have been very much fun. And we really couldn't do what we wanted to do, but we could have survived. We wouldn't so, have had to eat cat food. No. Dog <laughs> food, maybe, not cat food. No, but I mean, it is important to um, plan for those contingencies because they do happen. Well, and I think not only to plan for the contingencies, but understand if, if you're fully invested, and, and that's not a bad thing in retirement, but you need to have some protections against the down market, but you have to understand how the stock market works. Now, I don't mean you got to follow it minute by minute by minute. That's the last thing that I would ever want to do. But know that it's going to go up and it's going to go down. And then it's going to go back up again. And then it's going to go down again. And you can't get overstressed totally out of your mind because of something that's going on. For example, like with the COVID and it dropping all the way down, you know, about 10,000 points and, and then it goes back up again. Understand what things might happen and be comfortable with them. Know what you have to do when, when stuff gets tight and what you can do when, when things begin to expand. But does that have a lot to do with having an emergency plan and as you're getting closer and closer to retirement, having more money and cash for your living expenses so you're not totally invested? That's what I was referring to. You know, there's never been, so just by saying it, I'm probably creating an, an opportunity for it to happen, but there's never been a market crash or downturn that lasted for 24 months. If you have cash available, to handle through 24 months without having to sell off depreciated things in order to live, then you're going to be fine because, you know, you've got that cash available. And then you can, when everything starts going back up, everything will appreciate again. So it seems like the two biggest things that you're talking about, John, is to make sure financially you understand what your picture is in retirement and then to have something valid to do in retirement that's going to keep you busy and fulfilled and you can share with your spouse. And be able to change your mind. It's not in concrete. As long as your spouse does the flip-flop with you. 
Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so retirement's a time when you can serve other people. You can give your time and your talents to something that's worthy and fulfilling in your own life. And there are so many different opportunities out there. I think the number is probably unlimited causes that need volunteers to help achieve their mission. So begin to explore these things and and understand what they are. You know, retirement can be one third of your adult life. So don't go into it uh, without thinking about it. Great pieces of advice to end today's show with. Plan far enough ahead for retirement so when you arrive at that great magical date, you have plenty of good ideas that lie ahead and how you and your spouse will be occupying your time. Evelyn has a great blog on this topic. It's called I'm Retired. Now what? You can read it at compasscatholic.org. And before we leave it today, let's see if we can squeeze in one or two emails that we received this week. All right, John, Evelyn, here we go. My credit is bad and I'm thinking about working with a credit repair company. Is that a good idea? You know, there's nothing a credit repair company can do for you that you can't do for yourself, and they charge you money to do it. Correct, John? That's absolutely true. Two-thirds of your credit score is made up of the amount of debts that you have and the history that you have of paying your debts and bills on time. So if you just focus on paying down debt and paying on time, you'll be in much better shape. And you can naturally increase your credit score. Now, you should also check your credit report for any mistakes, and you can do that at annualcreditreport.com. All right, John and Evelyn, I am 30 years old, at-home mom with young kids. My husband works two jobs. How can I contribute to our income? One of the best things you can do is to be sure that you and your husband are doing a great job of managing every penny he makes. And then I'd pray to the Lord to provide an opportunity for you to earn some money working from home. You know, I think it's also a good idea to let your friends and maybe your church family to know that you're looking for ways to supplement your family income, and they may have some suggestions for ways for you to get a part-time job that you can work from home. John and Evelyn, thank you so much. Now, if you have any questions for John and Evelyn of a financial nature, by all means, email your questions to askask at compasscatholic.org. Also, we want to remind you that we have a brand new YouTube channel. It's called Compass Catholic. It's hosted by Caitlin Kano. She does a weekly video series called Catholic Stewardship in Real Life. Go to youtube.com. Subscribe because then you'll be notified automatically when she posts a brand new video. For John and Evelyn B, we want to thank you so much for downloading our podcast. And remember, we have a brand new one for you each and every Wednesday morning, bright and early. Simply go to compasscatholic.org, click on podcast. And not only will you find ours, but we have another new podcast that we just introduced called Money Stories, hosted by Caitlin Kano. Enjoy that as well. This is Manage Your Money God's Way. We are from Compass Catholic Ministries. Compass Catholic Ministries.